Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, despite what all the doom and gloom crowd might tell you, video games are actually better than ever. There's more diversity, artistry, and choice than in the history of the medium, and it's only set to get better as time marches on. But that said, the state of things is also pretty damn far from perfect, which is what we're going to be talking about today. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 outdated video game design tropes that need to die. Number 10. Forced Walking Sections because developers realised that they couldn't get away with unskippable cutscenes acting as disguised loading screens anymore, over the last decade or so there's been a steady increase in the amount of forced walking sequences in narrative-driven video games. These sequences will typically serve as a break in the action, as the player is forced to slow walk while talking to another character and being spoon-fed plot exposition. Some really egregious examples include Gears of War, The Last of Us, Red Dead Redemption 2, and of course Anthem, which only allowed players to move around their home hub of Fort Tarsus at an agonizing snail's pace, presumably in order to pad out the game's minuscule amount of launch content. And even if developers aren't doing this to hide loading screens or elongate the experience, it demonstrates a pure lack of confidence in the game's ability to captivate the player, or that players will actually want to listen to the story. Slowing the player to a crawl and forcing a drawn-out spiel on them is never good design, and honestly, you're better off just giving players a cutscene instead, so that they can at least put down their controller for a few minutes. Instead, this misguided quest for gameplay that's more immersive and cinematic means that we have these painful asides that force the player along a rigid, mostly fixed track. Number 9. Detective Vision Ever since the release of Batman Arkham Asylum, the detective-slash-magic vision trope has become exceedingly popular, especially in open-world third-person action games. This mechanic typically allows players to switch to an alternate viewing mode where they can see an enhanced perspective of their environment, singling out enemies, combat possibilities, collectibles, and so on. It's appeared in the likes of Assassin's Creed, Dishonored, The Last of Us, Tomb Raider, The Witcher 3, and Horizon Zero Dawn, to name just a few. Now, on the one hand, it is a tool for the developer to hold the player's hand and ensure that everyone can make their way through the game no matter what, and I'm all for that. I don't like games that are unfairly difficult and bar people from completing games, but ultimately, it does diminish the incentive of players just using their own observational faculties to progress, and encourages them to ignore their beautifully rendered surroundings in favour of the typically washed-out new viewing mode. It also speaks of bad level design as well. Can you not get the player to interact with the level in ways other than giving them a see-through walls mode? Though these modes can usually be toggled 
toggled on or off, the fact that games are designed around them often means that players have no choice but to switch up to a neon-tinged view of the action. Number 8. Stopping the game to dump exposition Exposition-based tell-don't-show storytelling is one of the laziest and most irritating narrative devices that a game can employ, and you know what? It is used constantly. While games like Uncharted generally do a solid job of keeping the laboured chit-chat minimal and allowing a lot of the action to do the real talking, too often games will simply stop the player dead in their tracks and vomit up reams of robotic information about the plot and characters. And perhaps no AAA game in recent memory has done this quite as blatantly as Horizon Zero Dawn, which throughout its campaign required players to watch numerous post-mission hologram recordings which ladled out the plot in the driest and most yawn-inducing fashion possible. For a game otherwise overflowing with creative ideas, this was kind of embarrassing. The Metal Gear Solid franchise is the undisputed king of this trope, though, with Hideo Kojima frequently serving up cutscenes of up to an hour in length which mechanically outlined the hilariously convoluted plots. As entertainingly balmy as these games are, they're also a prime example of how less can indeed be more. Nobody needed to sit through a solid 40 minutes of fart wafting, much of which is in a visually bland codec conversation, just to get to the final boss in Metal Gear Solid 2, for example. Number 7. Pointless Collectathon Tasks Now, the uptick in open-world games trying to compete for players' time over the last few years has seen these titles increasingly saddle players with an absurd amount of peripheral content. And though this is sometimes in the form of meaningful side missions, it too often devolves into developers daring players just to hoover up hundreds, if not thousands, of meaningless collectible items that are just scattered around the map. The Assassin's Creed games have practically taken this up to the level of self-parody in the past, flooding the map with more icons than any single human being can possibly keep up with. In actual fact, it's simply an attempt to keep the player glued to the game as long as possible, and therefore increase the probability that they'll splash out on microtransactions or become psychologically addicted to the game, and therefore the IP. A player who cuts through the main questline and moves directly onto another game is a publisher's worst nightmare, and so the inclusion of junky tat to be scooped up for tens if not hundreds of hours is often mandated to developers from on high. It's almost as cynical as gaming gets. Number 6. Tailing Missions Ah, the tailing mission, where players are tasked with following a perp but making sure that they don't get too close or they'll spook the mark and they'll flee the area. The Grand Theft Auto franchise is largely credited with originating the tailing mission, where players would follow a perp in their car and have to maintain a distance where they neither scared them off nor lost sight of them. Like early stealth, escort and water missions, GTA's tailing missions were actually pretty novel and fun, but like any vaguely inventive mechanic, when it was adopted by the industry as a whole, it was driven towards the Earth's core like a giant tent peg. The Assassin's Creed series is especially guilty of this, generally using tailing missions to dryly deliver exposition while failing to complete the tale as the game intends results in a game over. Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots also features an infamously frustrating tailing mission in Act 3, and more recently, Sega's judgement misguidedly overindulged in this tedious tailing. These missions are almost never fun and just feel like bloated dead weight intended to piss players off, especially as making even minor mistakes can often result in a fail state everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule and of course the cost well better help can solve those problems it's totally online and built around your schedule it's surprisingly affordable too. connect with a credentialed therapist by phone video or online chat all from the comfort of your home 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number five, story choices that ultimately mean nothing. If you're playing a game for the story, then there is nothing more infuriating than realizing that the supposed narrative choices that you have made throughout the game have little to no bearing on the overall outcome of the plot. This was most famously the case in Mass Effect 3, which took the choices that you've made over the course of the first three games and effectively cast them aside in favor of a really rubbish pick-a-color ending. This wasn't what fans were promised, and they duly revolted. Hell, FIFA's The Journey story mode is even guilty of this, promising a narrative that will evolve tailored to your footballing success only for the game to force the player into contrived, canned, dramatic scenarios that don't reflect your actual performances. And then there are games that seem to give the player impactful choices, only for them to amount to nothing. The primer offender of this being Telltale Games, whose episodic adventure titles, though fun, present a hilariously transparent illusion of choice at best, because developing enough permutations to give a true impression of freedom presumably isn't that financially viable. Number 4. The Hero Almost Falling to Their Death 
The action-adventure genre loves to tease players by throwing them into mortal peril as much as possible, but too often these games rehash the same tired shtick to the point that it rouses more of a groan than a gasp. The Uncharted and Tomb Raider reboot franchises are both terribly guilty of this, of just leaving the protagonist hanging gingerly off a cliff or only barely able to reach a platform or hell even have the platform crumble away beneath them. We as players know that the game isn't just going to randomly kill the hero out of nowhere, so these desperation beats ultimately come across as incredibly hollow. At best, it typically requires the player to spam a few buttons in order to free themselves, and within a few hours of play, it quickly feels totally played out. Number 3. Pandering Fan Service So what I'm going to do right now is just get the editor to put up images of the following people. Lara Croft, Quiet from Metal Gear Solid 5, Lulu from Final Fantasy X, Catwoman from Batman Arkham City, and of course, basically anyone from Dead or Alive. Now what we're going to do here is just say, I wonder, are the costumes that they're wearing right now designed for practicality or for a teenage sexed-up demographic? You tell me. I'm just saying that this is a medium that is still struggling to be taken seriously by a lot of the world's adults, so it would sure be nice if developers didn't cynically assume that we were out-of-control horndogs who won't play a game unless it's full of sexy imagery. Number 2. Forced Optional Missions Pretty much any major RPG or open-world game these days will feature heaps of additional optional side content alongside the main campaign, and often these peripheral missions will far outweigh the size and length of the core story. But optional is the key word here, otherwise why not just make it part of the core questline? I'm definitely casting a glance over at Nino Kuni Toonie Revenant Kingdom, which is a game that is so absolutely flabbed out because it throws up several brick walls over the course of the story that requires players to complete what were initially suggested to be optional side missions. The player has to recruit a certain number of citizens to their kingdom throughout the game, requiring them to participate in short yet rather soul-sappingly dull fetch quest missions for hours on end. It's not fun and is clearly just a listless attempt to pad out a game that didn't have enough meaningful content. It's not too common compared to most of the other tropes on this list. For example, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 also pulled the same trick way back in 2017. And number one, unreasonably grindy unlock requirements. Now, grinding is a core component of so many games, especially RPGs, but in more recent times, it's a practice that's become roped into the gameplay loop of some rather unconventional genres, such as shooters and sports games. This is entirely the fault of microtransaction-based game economies, which place desirable unlockables in the far, far distance and present players with just two options. Tough it out the hard way for potentially hundreds of hours to unlock maybe one thing, or just buy some virtual currency and unlock it in seconds. 2Ks WWE and NBA games are hugely guilty of this, as was EA's train wreck that was Star Wars Battlefront 2. These games all thoroughly disrespect paying customers by dangling a carrot miles away from them and allowing them the opportunity to effectively buy their time back with a workaround. It's pathetic and undermines the sense of reward that players get, because when you unlock a character or item after giving it your all and truly earning it, it feels great, but only if that unlock approaches a reasonable runtime. Knowing that somebody else is just spent 50 quid on tokens and done it with a few clicks creates a wholly uneven and unsatisfying player dynamic that is, let's face it, just gross. 
And there we go, my friends. Those were 10 outdated video game design tropes that need to die. I hope that you enjoyed that, and please let me know what you thought about it down in the comments section below. As always, I've been Jules. You can go follow me over on Twitter at RetroJWithAZero, or you can swing by Live and Let's Dice, where I do all of my streaming outside of work, and it'd be great to see you over there. But before I go, I just want to say one thing. Hope you're treating yourself with love and respect, my friend, because you deserve all of the best things in life, all right? You deserve much better than the tropes these games were trying to force-feed you, let me tell you that. And I want you to go out there with love in your heart, for yourself and your neighbour because that's the only way that we're going to get through this crazy thing called life and that is together as a society. Big love to you my friend, now go out there and utterly smash it. As always I've been Jules, you have been awesome, never forget that and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.